I love the way the First Gen Lounge makes me feel. Because it creates a space where I belong. Where we're able to create community. The fact that it's a community. It's a safe place. It also gives me a place to understand different perspectives. The stories of these individuals prescribe transformational perspective. I receive encouragement, enlightenment, empowerment. And also serve as a catalyst to just keep going. Where we're able to be our true selves. I'm allowed to be an unapologetic first gen. And above all else, tell our story. And every episode is unique. I love it. I'm your host, Dr. Eve, and I'd like to welcome you to the First Gen Lounge. Hey, y'all. Good morning and great day. What's good? How you be? All that. We back. We back. And if you are new, what's good with you? So glad to have you. Hope that you'll keep on coming back like that. All right. So jumping into it. Today, we are going to talk about why you should stop being cheap. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, I said that. Yeah, I did. I did, did not. But you know, there's a more to the story and I'm going to get into the story. Um, Don't know what happened exactly, but found myself thinking and reflecting. I mean, well, that's not uncommon, but landed on a conversation that I've landed on thousands of times, seems like, with my roommate from college. And I remember she had gotten a new car and the car was new enough to have new car smell. You know what I'm saying? It was new, like maybe like a year or two of even that, but it was new. She had payment. Um, I believe her parents had gotten the car for her, right? So we came from two different backgrounds. Um, she had a more privileged background than I did growing up. And one thing I loved is that she never treated me you know, like a charity case or looked at me, in my opinion, like I was less. She was always good people, very loving, very thoughtful, very kind, just considered just really, really good people. Like one of the most amazing people that I believe I've ever known, right? But anyway, she got this car and I remember asking her why she just didn't get something that was older and that, you know, could just be paid off. And if something happened, she could do a repair. Because mind you, I came from the kind of background that that was a standard practice, right? Um, my mom saw a car and she needed a new car. It may have been something that was on Craigslist on the side of the road or somebody saw something and told her about it. And, you know, we'd find the money, maybe even I believe like a refund check or something and we get that car. So I was used to having, you know, much older used cars. And I know there was like maybe one point my mom did have a car where she was making payments on it. And just to kind of keep those up with three kids and three jobs, I mean, it can become a lot, right? But anyway, I remember my roommate essentially replying to me um, with this idea to start. And she was like, yeah, she said, well, when you think about it, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, it does it make sense to get a car that's older? And while it may be paid for, you're always going to have to be making repairs on the car and it's not reliable. And by the time you keep doing all of these repairs and trying to fix the car, would it even just make more sense to have a car that you're making payments on, but you don't have to worry about repairs or breaking down or you have a warranty. So if something did happen, you're able to navigate it more easily. And again, does it make sense to just make the payments on a car that you know you can trust versus getting a car that you're going to have to do a lot on and end up making the same kind of payments or spending the same kind of money anyway. Y'all, 
<laughs> you could have bought me for a penny. Because I was like, damn, that makes sense. And again, you think about learning and being exposed and having these ideas, right? Um, that we only know what we know based on what we have experienced and what we've you know, been exposed to. So here I am with my roommate who came from a background where buying a new car and making payments, a new car again, whatever that new looked like, but I told you it had new car smell. And so having this, you know, experience where, yes, these things are affordable. These are, you know, resources. And this is a certain quality of life um, for a certain peace of mind as well. Right. And so I'm thinking about this and I'm like, dang, like she really, really got me with that. So, you know, if we fast forward when I had gotten my first car, when I went to buy it, it was important to me to buy a car that I believed that I could rely on. I did have a car that was purchased for me in college. Um, my grandfather, who I've talked about several times before, passed away. He left the money for me to get a car because he was going to buy me a car when I was in college. And even post-mortem, I got that car. And I rode that car literally till the, till the wheels fell off. Um, ended up donating it to the Kidney Foundation. But when I was set to get a new car... My mom and I actually had a a situation where she was going to get me a car and she was going to pay for the car. And the car was, you know, more expensive than any car I believe either one of us had ever purchased or she had ever purchased even, I'm going to say that. But then for me, I was resisting getting this car because I'm like, no, I don't want to own a car. No, I don't want this. And I was like, how are you going to be picking? Somebody going to get you something. And you sitting here saying, no, no, no. But again, I had this thought, this concept, this idea in my head. And I saw how many, you know, cars my mom had gone through when I was younger. That for me, it just stuck with me that if I'm going to get a car, I want a car that I can depend on. And I'm also miles and miles away, um, 13 hours away at this time, right? So even in terms of being able to get home, what have you. So it meant something that I I wanted to make sure I got something that if I'm going to make the payments home, if I'm going to have the car... I want to have the peace of mind, okay? Now, hindsight, and I thought about it later on, hindsight, I probably seemed like I was ungrateful as hell. And I'm like, dang. But I also didn't realize or have that concept of what my mom was trying to do in supporting me and making sure that baby girl was taken care of and she could do it at the time. And here I was rejecting it because that's not what I wanted. And I'll be real, I thought about it years later and actually started feeling really bad. Like, because I never, I just never really gave it thought until later that my mom was really extending herself um, because she was in a space where she could to make sure that I was good. And it was a really large gesture. And I just was so stuck on what I wanted. So, yeah, I've worked through that and I've gotten past, you know, the feelings that I've had about your ungrateful ass. Because again, you first gen, you low income. And your mom is who's got two other children to worry about. And yet she's trying to get your ass a car and you talking about you don't want it. So long story short, I did not get the car. <laughs> I did not have to get the car. Um, but I ended up getting a car and me needing to get a car. So hear me clear on this. And I don't think I've ever really shared this um, or act- I don't think I have. But me getting a car was also part of the reason why I had needed to go ahead and get me a full-time job. 
So I had been a grad assistant for several years, but I needed to take care of myself. And now the option for this other car was off the table. So my next thing to do was to make sure I get a job so I can take care of myself, which I did. So I went a few months without having had a car. Unfortunately, I got a job, right? Full-time job, still had tuition reimbursement. So classes were still being paid for. Um, And buying my first car was very exciting. It was such a thrill. Um, I got the car in 2013 at the time. And the car was like a 2012 model. So like your girl had come up, your girl had come up. But it was what I had wanted and actually a bit more because there was some bells and whistles that I wasn't expecting. And it was one of my dream cars. So I got the car and I made the payments and I felt what my roommate was saying at this time when I'm getting on the road and I wasn't worried about a check engine light or a window not working or something with the windshield wiper or a tie or a brake. There was this experience that really, really changed my perspective on even quality of things, but also knowing what you value and what something means to you when you are pursuing said thing. So sharing this because when I say stop being cheap, there are a few things that I would like for you to consider. The first of those things is to know what you value and get what you want. If you have worked hard and gotten to a certain point in life to be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor, give yourself permission to do that. Because at the end of the day, If you value something and you want it, you will appreciate spending the money on it a whole lot more. When I think about going out and getting something for myself personally, if I think about getting something for the business, I no longer look out and try to find the cheapest option. I look at the thing that is going to bring me the best solution to enhance the quality of my life, to help my business to thrive and I make the investment based on that which also leads me to the next point is don't spend invest yes of course when you invest you are still spending but approach things with the mindset of investing first right because when you invest you're going to get a return and what that return looks like is for you to decide right it's for you to decide hey Yes, I'm going to spend a little bit more on these shoes, but these shoes are going to last me a lot longer. They're not going to hurt my feet and they're going to go with several outfits. Yes, I'm going to spend a little bit more on this vacation because I really need to enjoy myself and I'm going to enjoy myself and this is my way of doing that. Or maybe that investment is in your health, right? The food that you're eating. Yes, I'm going to spend a little bit more on this product or on this session for therapy, but I know that I'm going to be well forward. Because when you start to look at things and see the investment rather than just spending, you're never going to be wasteful. And then the last of the things that I'd like to offer to you in all this is that the money will always come back. The money will always come back. I know I heard so many times that money don't grow on trees, but at this point in my life, something that I understand from Uh, a deeply, I say, spiritual perspective is that what goes out comes back in. And some people would say karma. Some people would say reaping what you sow. So even thinking about money, the money that you spend will come back. When I invest in people's products and services, 
people will invest in mine. And there has been something incredibly freeing about these mindset shifts when it comes to money and thinking about investing. Because at some point, it's not just about getting by, but actually enjoying the quality of one's life. And my mom has long told me, and she tells me to this day, I just want you to do better than me. So the way I've ended up processing that is that I want you to enjoy your life because all I ever recall is seeing my mom work, 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 and work. Yes, there were times where, you know, she was engaged in extracurricular activities and, you know, participate in doing things that were fun, but I saw her work more than I saw her have fun. I don't recall self-care. I don't recall vacations. I don't recall being able to splurge on things because the means were not there, right? And so when I think again about the, what does this mean? If I want to have something that I feel is nicer and I can afford it, because I'm also saying to y'all, yes, know what you value and get what you want. And the caveat is as long as you ain't out here putting yourself in an unfortunate situation, because I don't want nobody saying, well, Dr. Eve said ball out. I ain't say that. I ain't say that because I'm going to be the first one to tell you. I don't value everything. So there are some things that you just ain't going to get me to invest more in because I just, I don't value it like that. Example, if we're going to go to the store and get sandwich bags, I'm going to get whatever the store carrying. <laughs> I mean, if Ziploc on sale, hey, by all means. But if it's not, not a priority. However, if we talking about going on a vacation somewhere or maybe even getting some wine, your girl gonna invest a little bit more. Why? Because it matters to me. And that's what matters. All this to say, it's so interesting to me how even the smallest shift in your thinking could just really change your life um, in such a significant way. And who would have ever thought that me asking what seemed like such a simple question to my roommate about why she just didn't get an old bucket to get from A to B, right, would set me on a path, on a journey to think about my life in terms of what matters to me and what I want and what I'm willing to pay for. And not because I'm trying to stunt on other people or show off, because that's also a very different thing to do but to think about the things that matter to me and then to think about how I invest, not just even from a financial perspective, but from time and energy, like all of it, um, what does it look like? But going back to the financial thing for just a second, right? To think about value and often value being associated with something that is the cheapest. But what I understand at this point in my life is that value is based on who is looking at whatever thing is before them and determining what it's worth to them. And it might be that it is the cheapest option. It could be the most expensive option. It could be the option in the middle. It may have nothing to even do with the cost, but the value may be how it's going to make them feel or to look or to scale their business or what have you. And that's what makes something valuable. So when I say today, stop being cheap, what I'm really saying to you is to look at the value of something to you and invest based on that. And don't let the fears of what you didn't have growing up get in the way of what you feel like you want and or deserve, especially if you have worked hard for something and you can actually afford to invest in that thing. Because at the end of the day, quality of life matters. 
You only have one life to live and all the money that you invest will come back to you. But most importantly, anything that you invest in will have a return. And that's just what it is. So on that note, you already know what's up. I want you to be good to yourself. I want you to give yourself space to heal and to evolve. I want you to continue to stay hopeful in all that is and is to come. I want you to know that I love you. And most importantly, I want you to keep pressing forward. Until the next time, I'm out. Peace.